so many stories. I could talk about that forever. But it's still, the bike is my therapy. It's helped me through the loss of my dad. And when I was riding that ride, I thought about how proud my dad would have been of me to continue my fitness journey, despite the challenges, because he battled diabetes and the way he battled it was with exercise. And every time I'd get on the bike there for the while, I know he'd be proud of me right now. So it kept me on the bike. And then I lost my mom this past January, my favorite cat, everything that happens, the bike makes it better. Tonal too, to some extent, but the bike just, it lets you lose yourself, whether it's a playlist or an instructor that's saying all the right things, you just can get lost in it. And it's wonderful. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. Know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 214. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. She caught me looking at my phone right as we were going to start. I did. I was yeah. like, oh, I better wait. He's not ready. I had a level to beat on Best Fiends. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. They don't pay us to talk about it anymore, but I still play it. I still play it, too. <laughs> I love that show. You know. Show. I, I still love game. That. I love that game. I am really tired. She's had a rough week. Like, okay, so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on level like 3,800. But you know. Like you know, speaking of advertisers, I oh, yeah. I just I just want to let everybody out there know that um, we there are there there's are, been some thank you. some chatter in different places that uh, that that and I think it's about MetPro. Like people think it's an MLM, yeah, and it is not an MLM, yeah. Like and and, and we just want to take a second to address the fact that we give a lot of thought as to who we advertise who advertises on the show and who yeah. we, who who we do partnerships with, and we've we've turned down a lot of stuff. Yeah, we personally try everything yeah. that we we talk about, and um and not everything makes the cut. The things that make yeah. the cut are things that we genuinely like and that we genuinely feel good about yeah. um, and I don't expect everyone to agree with our thought process yeah, not every product is for every person some people drink coke some people drink Pepsi and some sociopaths drink RC Cola <laughs> I yeah. don't even know what's wrong with you it's people, a thing. But, but you're out there but yeah like it's it's a little frustrating because it's like first off some people do MLMs and they love them we are not those people yeah. we are not trying to call you out but no. we are not fans of them and we would not use our platform to feed people into them no. and so when we see that we're like like no pump the brakes that's not what we're doing and, and it's a little concerning because um, because it's basically just lies <laughs> yeah. I mean it's it's misinformation right. I shouldn't say lies because maybe it's based on what they think is true yeah but the reason I, I draw your attention to that is because you know there are people out there that are not nice to us <laughs> and I, I mean and and so sometimes sometimes people just say things that aren't factual just to start drama and most of the time we don't address it uh, we just ignore it because we try not to be petty but this is a little bit different because this is our integrity this yeah. is saying that this is something that we're we would just sell anything and we're we're trying to we care more about money than anything else and uh, yucky yucky yeah. stuff so we both got day jobs we're, we're doing quite nicely yeah and so it's like if something <laughs> came along that grossed us out we'd be like well not we would be like we have been like yeah no yeah that is gross so um anyway we, we don't want to bring down the yeah the, can i address one vibe. more thing that's uh, under my mm, mm, yeah mm. you totally can okay i don't use a fake radio voice 
You anybody, don't use a fake that's radio ever voice. Met me in real, this is how I talk. If you it walk is up how behind he talks. me and, uh, just, and do, see me do ordering your, soda. Do your thing that you do when you are doing When I am doing the fake radio guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning, everybody. It's 8.15, 15 minutes after that, the hour. That's a fake radio voice. Yeah, that's a fake radio And I'm sorry that some of you don't know the difference. <laughs> Anywho, but anyway. Enough of our bitching. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to the fun stuff. Let's get we, to the fun stuff. We have yes. lots of neat things to talk about this week. Absolutely. It's like not a crazy busy week, but no. it's like everything's like kind of upbeat and friendly. There's no, no, yeah, no like sadness or and so that's that's nice. It is. So uh, so we inserted this just in case you we thought you might miss it. <laughs> so in case you haven't visited the OPP, let's bring it to you. Yeah, so. No no no, we read the OPP, so you don't have to. That's right. That's, that's our right. Brand, right. So uh, so on that note, what? Excuse me. <clears throat> what do you have in store for people? <laughs> Can't even do the fake I, radio I voice. Get, I get the, I get icked out. Just I know. Yeah. Okay. So number one, John Mills is back again this week. Uh, you know. Woo-hoo. So we're back on our regular schedule. I'm very excited about that. Uh, so we have to, of course, talk to him about Pitbull and Echelon. Oh yeah. That's interesting. And then we're going to also hit some other things. There's a, a new bike that came out that's like specifically made for kids. So we got to talk about that. Doctor Jen stops by and she talks to us about. How to listen to your body after you've had a major diagnosis and the new brand of shakes she's selling? No, <laughs> no, no. Doctor Jen's going to kick my ass. <laughs> uh, ironically, ironically, and you did not know this prior to having this conversation, but our discussion with MetPro this week happens to be about MLM. Oh, and about uh, it, the weight about, loss shakes. It's and, about weight yeah, loss yeah. shakes. Um, because somebody asked this on our page, so yeah. wanted to get his opinion. So Angela weighs in on that. We're also going to talk about the music festival that Peloton is doing. Okay. And of course, you know, all the other good stuff that comes with uh, Peloton and all the news. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, uh, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Also, uh, if you would be so kind, maybe leave behind a review so people know, unless you think we'd sell MLMs. Yeah, then don't. uh, (laughs) uh, uh, So people know that uh, maybe we're worth checking out. So we have a new review. This is from... I would like to hear it. This is from Objective Banker 12474858. Is that their phone number? Their social security number? What is I don't happening? Know, but I don't know what says banker more than one two four seven four eight five eight. I don't know. I feel like it's a math equation or I something. I don't know. If I look at it backwards in a mirror, like does it say something funny like on the cover of License to Ill? Maybe. I don't know. So it says fan for life. I am one of those users who did a free trial when Jim started shutting down last March and have never looked back and also started listening to the podcast at the same time. I love hearing about what's going on in the Peloton world and getting the inside scoop with the Peloton profit. More rumors, please. <laughs> with, you and me both. With one, two, three exclamation points. <laughs> and I also love the John Mills segments. The chem- chemistry between the three is so fun to listen to. Thank you for giving me something to look forward to every Friday morning. So thank you so much for the kind words. Yes, thank you very much. And you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. And you can also find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash the clip out. You can watch these things in all their HD glory. You can also uh, follow us there over on YouTube as well. And of course, sign up for the newsletter uh, at theclipout.com where you'll get all the links and pictures and things like that sent directly to your inbox. So there's all that. 
let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Run, lift, and live with John Mills. So uh, joining us today once again via the magic of ZoomTube from Run, Lift, and Live, it's John Mills. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> oh, I love that energy. Grandpa Shark. That's right. Grandpa Shark's back. That's right. There you go. <laughs> you know, Tom, I think we're going to have to have a sweeper remade so it has the jaw, just a tiny bit, enough we don't get sued, Jaws theme in it. Just a little bit. Or or a little doo-doo-doo-doo. <laughs> Wait, doo-doo? What did you just Yeah, he's going to have to have doo-doo. Y'all know what I meant. He's so nice. Why would you say that to him? You know. <laughs> we weren't talking poop. <laughs> but don't. But it's it's not beneath us. Uh, no, that's true. Yeah. That's true. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> so uh, I guess we'll just jump right in. Uh, uh, you uh, posted in your group this week something interesting about uh, Beach Bodies SPAC merger. Is that offensive? Can I say SPAC? What yeah. does that mean? It, yeah, I don't remember what it stands for, but it doesn't matter. Okay, it's <laughs> special purpose acquisition okay. company. I think? Yeah. That's that sounds well, good. Yeah, so so yeah, they merged with Forest Road Forest Roads Acquisition yeah, and yeah. mixed the bike company and Beachbody merged and that that was completed I think after a vote of the shareholders of Forest Road last Thursday. I think Friday made it official. Monday is when they rang the bell at the New York Stock Exchange. So, you know, the the stock ticker FRX which was Forest Road changed over to Beachbody and you could start investing. And uh, at that point, <laughs> so Forest Road was trading around $10 a share. By the time this all concluded, Monday, they were around 13 They went up to like $13.50 a share. And I think that valued them at around $3.9 And since Carl Deckler, who is the Beachbody CEO, has a 43% stake in the overall company, that made him a billionaire, like no. 1.7, I think, billion of his worth based on his percentage of ownership. Add that to your link. That is gone. It's gone. gone. Wait, what yeah, happened? Gone. What happened? Well, the, the stock went down to $10 a share, which oh. means they're now back down to being worth 2.9. His 43% is now worth like half a billion. So oh. He, he, he's oh. a poor guy. He's a only a millionaire. But he's, you know, yeah, they, 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 take the, they take the commemorative T-shirt away. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. They no. took his card back. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, in all in all fairness, that same thing happened to John Foley. You know, he was a billionaire there for like half a second. I mean, I think he is again. <laughs> but like back at right. the beginning, he was like a million a billionaire for half a second. And then it went away. And I think he's back now. I don't know. I haven't done the math. But because uh, I mean, he's rich and that's really all that right. matters. And that's they're doing great. Like, I don't you know. know, though. Like if, if one day you're worth one point seven billion and the next day you're worth five hundred million. That does sound a little painful. Well, I maybe mean, not. But I you never actually painful. had the cash. Right. That's I true. think it would be That's true. For me, it would be worse. I would be more frustrated if I was worth like $1.1 billion and then was worth like $999 million. You, you would be mean? like, I need to hit like, the one hundred. Yeah, I would, I would go to the yacht club and just be like, Hey, can somebody <laughs> spoil me like ten million bucks so I can be a billionaire? 
Like, is that too much to ask? Spot me. But yeah. then it would be a debt, and he would be worth less, Tom. Uh, no, it's a gift. Like, they need, they need... Well, you didn't say spot me. Yeah, okay. Or you said spot me, not, okay. not gift me. Well, next time I'd say spot you, you know you're not getting it back. <laughs> nobody nobody spot Tom. Don't spot me anything. No, no one spot Tom $10 million. No. no. <laughs> Honey, we're married. If somebody wanted to spot me $10 million, you would also have $10 million. We'd have to pay it back. No, I like, just put it out listening? there that I'm not going to pay it back. It's been firmly established. Tom, this is not how any of this works. No, exactly how it works. If at some point I'm worth $1.7 billion, I'll spot you the $10 million. Aww. Aww. I got you. Thank John, you. right back at you. you and know? I'll get you a meet and greet with Baby Shark the next time it comes to my place of business. Yes, see that's worth it, right? Right, that's worth that's worth at least eight million. Yeah, at least, yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, but but John, I got to pick on you a little bit because um, yeah. you totally jumped on board with this, right? Like you, were, oh, yeah. It, yeah, you invested like day one. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, well before day one. You I were was in. invested back. I was invested back when you know they were just at around ten bucks. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I jumped in. I so, jumped in. So they're back and at for $10. a second there. I was like, whoa! I was looking at my Fidelity account. I was like, whoa! <laughs> for a couple seconds, I'm like Carl Deckler. Yeah. I was for a couple seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so you went, you were you started at ten. You went up to thirteen, and you're back to ten. Yeah. Oh, I'm back there. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. But you know, uh, they've they've uh, this will be this will be interesting to see how all this goes because there's been a lot of buzz about it, you know. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, let's not forget they're selling stuff besides right. they're selling supplements. They're not just selling right. yeah. exercise. So, and I've noticed that you know the instructors are still doing that. I was hoping that uh, you know when right. Jennifer Jacobs moved over there, she wasn't going to be selling the shakes. Yeah, but right. that's that's uh, clearly a big revenue stream for them. They're not just going to walk right. away from that. Yeah, they're not going to change that. I think the interesting stuff will happen in the fall. Oh, once they release the Beach Body Interactive stuff. Yeah. Where they're really kind of then competing with Peloton, where they've got like live and on-demand classes. And Are you going to go jump on all their classes and get on their wall and fight for that? Are you going to like do all that? I just want to know what yeah. I can look forward to making fun <laughs> of you for, you know? Probably <laughs> not. Well, wait a minute. Uh-oh. If I'm, and if all of a sudden I'm like Carl Deckler and I'm worth $1.7 billion, yeah, I, I, might, I okay. might take a class. Well, no, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair, though. I would get that. I'd understand it. I mean, I would still give you crap for it, but I would understand. Yes. <laughs> she will give you less crap if you spotted us $10 million. <laughs> I got you. Okay. I got you. I was a big, you know, I, you know, Jennifer Jacobs gave me some really good advice early on in Did my she? Kind of Peloton life back in 2016. So she's kind of hold the spot in my heart from that advice. So I'll support what she's doing. So part of this is that. I'm, uh, you know, and, I'm and you know what? That's great. That's loyalty. Yeah. And I and I love that. And and uh, I have no ill will towards Jennifer Jacobs. I, I, I wish her <laughs> nothing but the best. I just... I'm more concerned about her long-term prospects and beach bodies because I know that they, that's a major revenue stream for them, but it turns a lot of people off. So I'm really curious to see what this mix of this, like we're trying to take on Peloton, but we're still going to sell all this stuff. I'm really curious to see what it does because there's a lot of grumpiness about it in general. So I'm just kind of curious. Same here. I'm really curious about both of those things. I'm curious about like, how is that going to play? 
along with when they do actually produce. I mean, they, they know how to produce content. Sure, they do. Mix, they do. M- Mix didn't know how to produce content. Because <laughs> they're, they're, the an- they're the un-Peloton, so. Yeah. Right. I, I saw some of their content. So but bringing those two things together, I'm really also, along with what you just talked about, the MLM stuff, I'm interested to see what bringing the two things together, what does that really look like? Is it something where you go, ah, you know, that's that there's a there's a competitive thing they got there that they can work on. And I know they got, you know, three million subscribers. Yeah. To some of the various platforms. So but, if but they then, can do something with that, they're they're in the mix. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't either, because I keep hearing from people. The reason that they subscribe is so they can get they can get discounts on their shakes. So. <laughs> So I'm like, how many people are actually using that content on a, on a everyday basis? You know, I mean, some people right. love Beachbody and they have some great programs. Right. So I am also not down on them about that. I'm just right. not convinced that's going to turn into the bike, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm interested. We'll see. We will. We will. It's all going to come together at some point the fall, I guess. So uh, moving on, we Echelon has inked a deal with Pitbull. Right. What do you think He's about co- that, John? This is confusing me. <laughs> okay, so the article says that he's a stakeholder. Right. right. Then in it, it says that they formed a partnership. Right. And then they try, they kind of imply that he invested, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Or, right. So this could be he invested money to become a stakeholder. Or it could be they just worked out a deal making him a stakeholder if he then provided some services. Like, I'm not really sure. I'm a little. That's a great that's a great point, because, you know, listeners who who listen to the show all the time might remember a while back when Echelon put their little bike on Amazon and they said and they were like, oh, we just inked a partnership. We created a bike in partnership with Amazon. And then right. Amazon said, oh, no, we did not. So, right. um, so, so this, this vague language. Yeah. It does they say leave it a in lot three to, different ways. Yeah. Which makes me go, that's not really clear. Yeah. I don't really know. But mm-hmm. in the end, they say there's going to be products. So I don't know. What does that mean? I don't either. There's going to be some pit bull like, uh, like- inscribed. <laughs> Like maybe a uh, bobblehead leggings? you stick on your I bike. Know. I I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I, I don't know what it means, but there's going to be products. They say there's going to be a channel. What I don't channel know what that to means what? Either. Like a channel to what? Channel to what? Right? I was I like, are we talking means. like a Spotify channel? Are we talking like, does Echelon have channels? I have questions, people. Right. I don't think Echelon has channels, which is why I got confused with that. Okay. The article all confuses me. So I wasn't <laughs> sure about what, what channels. Yeah, I, I do think the the more you read this article, the more it's like it's crafted to sound like he invested in the company, but right. it doesn't seem what well, does say Pitbull's investment in the company. But like, but you could say time is an investment. Right, right, right. Yeah, like, so leading up know. to this, everything is like it's a wide ranging partnership. He becomes a stakeholder. Right. It never actually says like he bought stock. It sounds like he agreed right. to things and then they gave him stock so they could. Which is fine. It, yeah, I mean right. that's all in the up and up. Yeah, like right. they're, like there, but right. it, but it sounds like they're trying to imply he believes so much he gave him a bunch of money and like I don't know that that's right. true. And I and I that's, think that's where I'm at now. Yeah. After yeah. reading it a bunch of times, I'm like, it's too. You can think a bunch of different ways when you read all this stuff. You like, can. I don't really know. And yeah. I, and I. But think, then it ended with then it ended with he's gonna make a theme song for him. 
which then confuses me too. Like, like uh, isn't it a little? Where, where late? are they going to play this song at? Right. Like, like you get on the bike and it sings well, to you. What does that even gonna mean? Be, it's going to be his the single off of his album. Yeah. And? See. Oh, okay. Well, then that's I his guess. theme song. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but but then also I have to ask delicately. Like, I'm not I'm not even trying to be right. catty, but like. Right. But that's what we do. Well, okay, this guy's was kind of my brand. But, <laughs> but like, does Pitbull really still matter at radio? Like, when oh, was his yeah. last hit? I don't know. The I answer honestly don't to know. That. Like, it's not my. I, I like. I know I would know a song or two if I heard it. But mm-hmm. like, I always think of. I don't know why. I always think of Pitbull and Flowrida as kind well, of yeah. contemporaries, and right. and I don't feel like there's if, a whole lot of Flowrida happening. Like if, yeah, Flowrida put out a new single. I don't know that the current pop culture environment would care. You know, um, so, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, that just well, seems you know, like, I was wondering, like, if it's a hot song, if the song is hot, you know, well, will I, I be like che- cheating Peloton if I listen to this song? I well, I mean, we gotta listen for. <laughs> Can I research. have that in my? You my have playlist? to listen for research, John. Like, so you have a pass first of all. Oh, okay, but okay. but second of all, I I mean, to Tom's point. Is anyone going to listen to it? Like, I mean, is it going to be about Echelon? I just have questions. I'm not even saying that's a bad thing. I'm just, I don't understand what we're doing, you know? And is it going to be just like a fitness-based kind of song? Right. Or is he going to specifically say Echelon? Like, right. I'm, I'm all interested. I, I, I yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> and, we have I more mean, questions you, than you answers. You do see that, though, right? Like, you see... You see products that get mentioned in songs and then kind of become a part of of but, a certain culture, whether it's, right. you know, like uh, whether it's, you know, Crystal and hip hop songs or Fireball and okay, country but, songs. But the or, difference yep. is that was organic. They, they didn't maybe. ask that. No, I, I no, think I'm it, not convinced okay, all of that's organic. Maybe not every single one. Yeah. But I'm just going to say that the Peloton ones, for but example. Fireball did not right. put out a press release about the new Thank Florida you. Georgia line that's, song. That's my right, point. Right, right, that is my right. point right there. Um, you know. And I don't know, since Echelon kind of has a history of this vague sure, and this like trying to be something they're not over and over again, uh, it's hard for me to give them any kind of um, assuming they're on the up and up. Like most companies, I would assume all of that was innocent. I I can't assume that with these people. When I initially read it, I I just formed an opinion on the first read, you know, and that's when I posted it. I was like, oh, (laughs) but it took me a day or so to go. What? <laughs> now, now I'm not really sure what it's saying. Yeah. It's and funny because people were just confused about yeah. the headline. Like I had people like, wait a minute, Peloton and, and Echelon are teaming up, huh? <laughs> and I was like, no. 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 <laughs> no. So uh, and then uh, lastly, just thought you would find this one interesting. Little Tykes <laughs> has made a Peloton style stationary bike for kids. Right. Well, you know, I learned after I posted this, I learned that Fisher Price already has one. Yeah. Right. I don't remember what the name of that one is. But, but, but they, it so, is. So in that case, Little Tykes must have made an Echelon style bike. <laughs> <laughs> they, I, but, <laughs> right. I was about to say they should have named it something to sound like Echelon, but they also Echelon sound like signed, Peloton. So I guess they did. And, they, <laughs> and Little Tykes also just signed a deal with uh, with Pit Puppy. <laughs> Pit Puppy. 
Well, hey, <laughs> at least Little Tykes didn't make it look exactly like Fisher Price. No, that is true. <laughs> they didn't. That's true. They didn't. And it's like suspended. So they even have like some differences going on here. And it can it can put your own tablet on it. Again, that's different from Fisher Price. Like all of those things are different. So I'm going to have to give Little Tykes some credit here for making this look more like what a kid would expect their parents stationary bike to look like yeah <laughs> so they call it the pelican yeah <laughs> which is the pelican which Ro- i think it was robin rashburn sent me a note and she said they must listen to the clip out news of the pelican <laughs> <laughs> well then they haven't listened in a while right <laughs> well i mean they had to design this a while back Tom. okay that's fair <laughs> i went and looked at some of their content because you know it's out on youtube oh yeah, yeah. what was it like so, you know, it's like uh, an outdoor ride run with, with Peloton, except, you know, it's like through a mountain and it's like snowy oh, and they have like an instructor, which is a person dressed in like a costume, like a T-Rex or something. And and the T-Rex is like instructing the child on, you know, oh, we're passing this. Oh, that's kind of cool. Count that's one, two, awesome. three, you know, stuff like that. Right. <laughs> it is. So actually. I'm watching it. I was watching it, I'm like, and I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And I had to catch myself. This is for four to seven-year-olds, John. What are you doing? <laughs> I had to stop. Okay, I had you to are stop. wearing I had to a turn baby. it off. You are wearing a baby shark t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, right. gonna... And yeah. you have that a granddaughter true. that could be in the market for one yeah. of these. You... If anybody, if Erica had walked in, I could have just said, exactly. I'm just doing some research. Ex- for them. Exactly. He'd have like slammed his laptop shut and been like, <laughs> nothing, nothing honey, nothing. I was just watching porn. <laughs> <laughs> That's the normal. Yeah. That's the normal. Something a normal adult male would do. I'm not looking I'm at not. exercise videos targeting five-year-olds. I'm not watching guided exercise four- to seven-year-old videos. I'm not. I bet they're still good workouts, yeah. so I'm just saying. It was kind of cool, though. I can't, uh, it was kind of cool. I but heard they announced an artist series with the Wiggles. So are you, wait, are you joking? I'm I can't totally even joking. tell. I can't even tell. I don't even know anymore. I don't know what's happening. Uh, okay. okay. Well, thank you uh, so much for joining us again this week. Uh, John, until next week, where can people find you? They can find me on my Facebook a group or page, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live, or at runliftandlive.com. Awesome. Thank you, Judd. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Nice seeing you guys. You too. You too. We'll talk to you. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? <laughs> well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. 
Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs. And you are certainly sacrificing taste, texture, size. Yes. None of that with Hero Bread. No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs, they have like no substance to it. (laughs) It's like eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. (laughs) I didn't make a sandwich with these. I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. So joining us today, once again, Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. She was a five year national team member in rhythmic gymnastics and sports psychology for the USA Gymnastics. And and most importantly, in case people forget, loves, loves, loves her Peloton. It's what brought her to us. So (laughs) when she talks about she's not just here on a whim, she loves the topic. So, hi, Dr. Hi. Jen. Hi. <laughs> I am obsessed. <laughs> it's okay. This is a safe space. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you for being there for me. No problem. Uh, well, we have another question for you from the Clipout community. This one is from Crystal Allen. Uh, and Crystal wants to know, uh, she says she's really struggling with how to reset her goals and expectations after being recently diagnosed with a serious autoimmune disease. She's having trouble knowing how to listen to her body and accepting what it can do today rather than relentlessly pushing toward goals as she has for many years. Wow. Uh, I, and I, I feel for you, Crystal, it's, it's really it can kind of rock your whole world when you are given a diagnosis like that. That means that you're going to have to make changes when it sounds like you're someone who's pretty type A and is used to kind of push, push, push. And sometimes when life kind of shifts us that way, it also can be really helpful for us psychologically because sometimes we get caught up in that rut and that type A focus, focus, focus. And sometimes it can be an opportunity to not just change our workout, but change our mindset and to be more gentle with ourselves and to learn to respect our bodies. You know, the fact that you've been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and you can work out at all is pretty amazing and and pretty great. And so obviously you want to check with your doctor and see what they recommend and what they advise against, but creating this new plan, I think that you want to make sure that you have things in that plan that you can do and actually get a sense of satisfaction and a sense of accomplishment. And sometimes that that changes. And I think it's important, particularly in this kind of situation, that, for example, 
taking a yoga class where maybe before you were, you know, Miss Tabata, Miss, you know, run the hills kind of gal that, yeah, there's value in that. That's amazing. I respect anyone who does either of those, which tend to scare the crap out of me, even though I've taken my share. (laughs) But sometimes it means going, okay, you know what, right now my body needs yoga. Right now my body needs stretching. Right now my body needs some light upper body weights instead of the heavier weight classes. And I think that to create a program for yourself that is in line with what your doctors recommend, where you are physically, and also to shift your mind mentally so that you're able to really appreciate what you can do. You know, I don't know if you guys remember from season, I think it was season two of my show. No, it was season one. Season one of my show, Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen on BH1. We had on an amazing woman named Rachel Chapman. And Rachel is known as the paralyzed bride. It, at her bachelorette party, someone, a friend of hers, pushed her into the pool and yes. she broke her yeah. back and has been paralyzed ever since. And she and I have remained friends since season one. She's just an amazing, inspiring woman. And anytime when I'm on the tread or I'm doing workout and I'm like not liking it or I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling like, Oh, I'm just not enjoying doing this. I always think of her, that she really inspires me. She's someone who is incredibly inspirational. She's paraplegic and she is a mom now. She actually goes to the gym. She's been able to get some mobility in her upper body. So she's able to do some working out. Prior to her accident, she was someone who was very, very physically like active and dancing and all that kind of stuff. And so I always think of her and it always reminds me to be grateful for what I can do and to be grateful for what my body is is allowing me to do. And I think that when you have to take a step back from what you're used to being able to do, it's particularly important to remain grateful for what you are able to do. And, you know, the studies actually show that when you practice gratitude, it really makes it almost difficult to be depressed. And so if you can come from a place and it doesn't even in the beginning, it doesn't even have to be real. It's like you almost have to reprogram your brain. You have to say the words, I'm grateful I can do this yoga class. I'm grateful that I can lift these light weights. I am grateful that I, I am healthy enough to, to do this class. And sometimes you don't feel it at first, but when you're able to say it over and over again, it starts to program it in your brain and it really helps fight depression, which is a very normal reaction when you have a diagnosis like this. But I think that combination of kind of steps to take and mindset to get into, I think is your best bet. So when when you say, you know, take this step back, I, I think she knows she needs to do that. But how is there like a specific thing she can do to be in t- more in tune with her body to know, you know what, today is the yoga day. Today I need that yoga. I think kind of taking your body temperature, kind of like doing a body scan and kind of going through your body. I don't know the specifics of this autoimmune sure. disease, but but being able to be like, okay, I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to check in. How do my arms feel? Do they feel strong? Do they feel weak? Do they feel sore? How do they, how does my, how does my stomach feel? How does my chest feel? How does, how does my tush feel? How do my legs, my calves, my ankles, how does my breathing feel? And to be able to say like, okay, you know what, maybe today 
my breathing is not as, as good. So I'm going to go lighter on the cardio, but I'm going to do more upper body weights. So kind of doing that check-in body scan. And there's so many great Peloton meditations that are body scans that can also help put you in touch with your body. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Peloton meditation and, you know, doing body scans in general can really help you to, especially if you have kind of disconnected from your body, which a lot of the time we do when we're ill to kind of get through it. Like I'm going to push through the pain. I'm going to push through the exhaustion and you, you kind of have to disconnect to some degree. So what you really want to do is start to reconnect and pay attention and listen to those signals. Yeah, that has to be difficult because so much about working out is about like, oh, push through, do yeah. one more. And, and here's a situation where that's, you know, that there's a good chance that's not good advice, you know. Yeah. So you you have For to sure. kind of be able to to call BS on, on the, the motivation, which is a weird thing to have to do, yeah. you know, or an unusual thing. Weird sounds. It's counterintuitive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 a different way of having to deprogram yourself. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Until next time, where can everyone find you? You can find me on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, the works uh, at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. And I do post on my Insta stories, all of my Peloton workouts. Awesome. Thank you. Instructors in the news. So the New York Post reported that Peloton King, <laughs> that's in air quotes. It's in air quotes. They put it in quotes. Because they put it in quotes. They put it, I'm just reading the headline. Don't get mad at me that I put King in quotes. <laughs> just what did get mad at the New York Post? <laughs> uh, Cody Rigsby buys a penthouse in Williamsburg, which I guess is a fancy part of New York. Uh, that's my understanding as well. Okay. Obviously, we don't we don't we don't he's not, know. He's not living in the colonial village. No. OK. No, he's not. Um, and, and I have to I have to laugh because several people commented on the king part, you know, yeah. and so that made me laugh when you said that, because there was a very much uh, split of people who were like, yeah, of course. And then there was the other people that were like, uh, no. No, he's not. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but um, I will say that the article goes on to say that that it's the king of quarantine. I think it just didn't fit into their SEO title. Yeah, that's a long <clears throat> internet title. It is. So. It is. So I think, and and I don't know why they think he's the king of quarantine. Uh, like, I don't know specifically. I'm not saying like he's right. not worthy of that title. I just don't know what he. Did I think because there was a, the Vogue article about him. Oh, probably. Well, I mean, there's been way. so many articles about him. Sure. Like, maybe they're just referring to that because yeah. he's been kind of everywhere. Totally. Which is great. So That's how we can afford this penthouse in Williamsburg. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is not our first their first instructor this year that has bought totally a new a new house. So we've got Emma Lovewell. We've got um, I, I guess the uh, waiting period on those stock options finally <laughs> turned out. Right, good for them. Good for them because yeah, like, the, you know the inst Alex Toussaint. Um, these instructors have been around for a while. Like those are the instructors that have been around yeah. since the beginning, and, and so, so that's great. That's paying off. And I hope that that he just took those stock options and wrote a check. You know, like because I mean. I don't think Peloton's going anywhere, but you never know where your ride with them might end. So, never like, know. buy a nice piece of real estate in Manhattan and and be done with that part. Of I your can't even concerns. imagine how you write a check for any real estate in Manhattan. I mean, that's yeah. even quote unquote, uh, you know, an apartment uh, would be incredibly expensive. Well, and they say this one, it, it was like one 
1.4 million dollars and yeah. it's a thousand square feet my first house was was a thousand square feet i mean that's that's and just I crazy 40 grand for it that's just crazy <laughs> so expensive in manhattan yeah but uh but he had a beautiful view and he had a great porch and he was very excited about that oh i'm sorry a terrace in yeah. the midwest we call it a porch well i think <laughs> I, I tell you this 1.4 million dollars that thing's a terrace now. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. No, that's totally that fair. It might even be a lanai. Ooh. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. yeah. 40 grand, it's a porch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I kind of thought it was just a where we live thing, but maybe not. At any rate, um, <laughs> the building has a gym and a bike room, private storage, and on site parking. Can't help but wonder do they have Pelotons? And if they don't, will they now? I, he, why? He doesn't care. Or he might. He's well, he because he's going to go to the apartment complex. Maybe gym they to care. Ride the Maybe they're like, well, Cody Rigsby lives here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm just talking. Yeah, he's he'll never set foot in that gym. At any rate, congrats to Cody. Absolutely, we're very happy for Absolutely. him. I think that's amazing. I love seeing these instructors uh, see so much success, uh, not just on the bike and physically, but also financially. It's just it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, they took a risk too. They did. Yeah. They did take a risk. Back then, everybody was like, Pella what? Right. And then Allie Love was uh, featured on The Knot. Yeah. So um, it's been a while since Robin got married, obviously. But that was the first instructor that I recall at Peloton being their wedding being featured on The Knot. And I don't remember Robin's engagement being featured on The Knot. It Mm -hmm. may have been. But I don't recall. Right. But I know that her wedding was covered uh, extensively. Uh, and so now the knot.com is featuring Allie Love and her fiance, Andrew Haynes. And uh, it's going through the planning process with them. So it'll be interesting to see, will they also feature the wedding or will we see that be featured by People Magazine? Because that's my guess. Yeah, that just spitballing as a marketing guy. My guess would be. She sold the engagement stuff to the knot mm-hmm. and the wedding to people. And that's a way to kind of double dip. And again, not begrudging her nope. that at all. Like if, if That's how you do it. Yeah. And then the baby photos will go to Us Weekly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but congrats to Allie and Andrew. And then uh, Common and Tunde were spotted out on the town. Yeah. So uh, Instagram site, I guess it's Dumas. Uh, they are they're, they're like a pop culture kind of uh-huh. like who's who's where kind of thing. Right. And so people post a lot of things to them and they then Dumas puts it on their Instagram account, usually in their stories. And uh, there's been a couple times that instructors have been spotted in their stories. But mm-hmm. this time it was common without Tiffany Haddish, but Tunde was there, and apparently uh, somebody else with Common. They weren't sure if that was a producer or not, so I don't. I don't want to say for sure. Yeah. But a lot of times, the things at this particular website end up being true, and they reported what six months ago, four months ago, that there were going to be all these things coming out with Peloton. They were going to do the series, and now we have the Champion Collection. Yeah. So I think that they were right, yeah. and now all this stuff with the summer music festival. So yeah. Wherever but, they're getting their info. And I, we should probably say, because Common is romantically linked to Tiffany Haddish, it seemed to be just a friendly dinner. Oh, yeah, like it they're, totally they're, did. They did, they did not seem to have any... We're not trying to, like... No, I'm glad you mentioned that, because when I when storm. I posted about it, I said maybe a new project they're working on, or yeah. just catching up, because Conde, 
Conde. I just took both of their oh, names no, and put them together. I, Renee, oh, honey. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Common and Tunde are friends and they've been friends. So like right. this is not abnormal to see them out and about. Totally. And it means nothing that Tiffany Haddish was not there. Yes. <laughs> Don't want to be spreading rumors. Exactly. And then more uh, Allie Love stuff from thecut.com. Just a little article about uh, the Peloton instructor who gives her eyes an ice bath every morning. Yeah. And um, journalism, just always interesting because this actually is just like all about her day, her thoughts on like a whole bunch of different topics yeah. and why they chose that one to put in the uh, the title. I don't know. Probably because it's it's. Different and it's catchy. different and quirky and people are like they're doing what yeah. what does that mean yeah. and you know it's just it's just dri- driving clicks it's how she uh it's how she wakes herself up every morning yeah. so um you can try that but you can also try a lot of her other tips that she gave within the article my point being that there's a whole lot of other substance in this article not just that she right. gives her eyes an ice bath i just thought it was <laughs> funny <laughs> but that was their takeaway i did yeah clip out so joining us again uh, via ZoomTube is Angelo from MetPro. Hey, hey Angelo. Going, guys? <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you, too. Uh, we've got a hot topic for you today. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, this, Let's do it. I, I think you'll have some... Inter- I, I, like, I, you always are like, hey, man, there's lots of different ways to get there. I'm really interested to see what your take is on this particular okay. way uh, to quote-unquote get there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have no idea what you're going to ask. Seriously, I know that there these have been asked, but I did not read this one. I read just the first word or two. So hit me with it. Okay. This comes from Tamri Avery Gibson, and she wants to know, do you think debunking the health value of MLM shakes that are constantly pushed in the Peloton Facebook sites would be a good topic? Some are really full of sugar, but marketed as healthy. Okay. Um, (laughs) Actually, I get asked this a lot because, you know, this has been, uh, you know, meal replacement proteins, basically shakes that are meal replacement shakes. I mean, they've been the hot thing on the market for years. Um, And it was interesting because I I actually did some research on on my last book uh, where we were doing uh, market trends and Interestingly enough, meal replacement shakes were actually on the rise. This was this was about 2018, the last the last data on this, uh, whereas over the counter uh, weight loss medication was going down. So in comparison, more people are actually opting for uh, some form of weight loss shake over uh, over the counter medication. And so for whatever that's worth, the, the answer is there's everything in between. The companies that, that produce these products, they're weighing basically a very simple equation. And that is, you know, the really healthy stuff tends to not taste as good as the stuff <laughs> that also has a little sugar. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just there's no need to beat around the bush. I mean, what is it? It's like, well, this one's amazing. I know I tried to make a protein powder once. <laughs> we used for a time a combination that included like a hemp protein powder and a It was the healthiest thing on the planet. Tasted like dirt. (laughs) Tasted like dirt. I'm like, oh, and I can drink just about anything. And this was rough. I'm like, man, nobody's going to drink that. There's three guys that are hardcore that will maybe drink this. (laughs) So, you know, here's the question is in comparison to what? 
Is it healthy? Is it not healthy? Uh, in comparison to some of the really clean ones that don't have sugar? Uh, no, it's not. Go get a cleaner one. In comparison to say, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to end up eating McDonald's instead and having one of their milkshakes and fries. Yeah, it's good. Do it. You're not hurting anything. You know, the small monicum of sugar is still an improvement over. So it's all how you're going to uh, apply it. Now, I get kind of just the sense that most people, when they're asking this question, they're coming at it from, well, how is it being presented? If you're going to present something as the ultimate in all natural health, then, yeah, you need to look for another channel. But if you're looking for something that um, is going to be an on-the-go source of protein that doesn't have excessive calories or sugar, eh, you might look at that as a middle ground. I will say this, they've gotten better at protein shakes and meal replacement shakes than bars. Um, bars are really tough to get to be healthy and taste good. Whereas nowadays, um, if you are concerned with the sugar, I would say that there are a number of brands that have managed to, to strike that balance of having just maybe a few grams of sugar and are still very, very tasty. So um, you might just do a little bit of research and experiment a little until you find something you like. Why is it easier to make a tasty shake than a tasty bar? No clue. <laughs> <laughs> no clue. So why are we have you here? Yeah, glad I can be here. It's your time to shine. <laughs> I'm sure that somebody a lot smarter than me in the uh, actual manu food manufacturing industry could answer that, having to do with, you know, ingredients and how they stick together. But, uh, you know, typically you have something that has either a ton of sugar alcohol or it has to have some grams of some form of sugar in it in order to not have kind of a bitter or chalky aftertaste. Uh, but like I said, there's a few protein beverages that are actually really tasty. My question to you is, you know why we started taking protein shakes in the first place? It was not somebody who had the idea of, oh, I want to go lose weight, so I'm going to drink this. It's to build muscle. Right. It was these guys that just got tired. Their jaws were fatigued from chewing on so much chicken. Right. Like, I can't do this anymore. So they're taking it in a quicker to consume. So my question is, if that's not your goal, then uh, maybe we could just look at eating as much whole foods, supplementing when need be for convenience. But your foundation should be whole foods. I was going to say, as somebody who knows admittedly nothing about this, like I'm always skeptical of like the shakes and the bars and things like that. Like because oh, because most people it, don't quote unquote need them, right? So it is it, it was brilliant. I wish I could have been a fly in the wall. This would have been, you know, uh, making this stuff up. I'm guessing late 80s based on just looking at when this stuff became popular, but I wish I could have been a fly in the wall on the wall in that marketing meeting where the companies got together and said, "You know, we have this great product." The problem is only one tenth of one percent of the population is using it. I, you've never heard of it before. It's called a uh, protein powder and only bodybuilders are using it. And so the marketing team, I imagine, was sitting around saying, well, how can we, you know, get this on, you know, the, the refrigerator of every family, every housewife in America using this stuff? Well, wait a second. Wasn't there a research paper that came out that said the more muscle you have, the faster metabolism? So therefore, faster metabolism equals weight loss, more muscle equals faster metabolism, and protein, and this is where they made the connection, protein equals muscle, therefore, ding, 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 we have a weight loss supplement, guys. 
<laughs> that's and that, but that's basically yeah. the dots they connected and it worked now don't get me wrong i have two types of protein powder downstairs and i had a protein shake this morning so <laughs> i am thankful for it i love it it's just interesting when you trace back the origins of the purpose of what something was designed for versus the practical utility and that's why at metpro with our clients the first thing we're doing is i don't want to talk about what product or what you what's healthy or not healthy i want to talk about what are you trying to accomplish right and let let's work backwards from there to determine what's the right strategy for you and it may very well include protein supplements yeah i I think that that all makes sense yeah okay awesome well uh thank you so much for joining us until next time where can people find you metpro.co slash tco come check us out guys and peloton in the news announced this week their all for one music festival they did so uh and and it was met with mixed results yeah okay so peloton describes this as 25 artists 40 instructors three days one peloton so it starts on thursday you've got all day thursday all day friday all day saturday Mm -hmm. um and uh they're gonna have all of these different classes harnessing the power of all of these different artists but in the past, the all for one classes have been about all of the instructors together right. on stage. That's what all for one right. was introduced to us as meaning. So now you have to kind of look at it like all for one, like we're in all these different countries. We're all riding together right. with all these artists. Like that's the new way to look at it. Yeah. But I will say uh, to because there has been a lot of comments. I think it's important to remember that. It's 40 instructors in like four different countries. Right. Now. And it's still the, the ta- you know, the pandemic is is winding down, apparently. But it's in some places. In, but, you know, they're still probably not super confident about cramming all those people in one room, especially if they're not doing live classes yet. You know, I think it's important for people to remember that the instructors are Peloton's like lead asset. Right. And so to put all of those lead assets in a room at one time could be a little dangerous. Yeah. Uh, but at any rate, when this started, there were like 13 instructors. It right. was pretty easy to orchestrate. And would now that we've moved on to 40, that's a big difference. It looks right. very different. And I think that's why they're continuing to evolve. Also, Peloton continues to evolve. We all have to learn to go with it. it doesn't mean you like everything they do. Sure. But that's what they're going to do. They're going to keep doing that. Yeah. At any rate, now it's like a concert. That's their new thing. Yeah. Um, and so there's a whole bunch of artists on here, uh, 40 of them to be exact, and uh, tons. I have no idea who they are. Yeah. I had I'm no idea. Through, I'm going through and it's like it's like every fourth name is somebody that I know. Yeah. But but again, I'm not their target demo. So Even, like that's no, no, not no. a bad that's, thing. That's the thing. I, and I think that's important to remember. We're all the target demo. So there's going to be a wide ver- sure. variety. And there should be. There shouldn't be. I should not like every single band on here. Totally. Because if I do, then they're doing something wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'm open to all these bands, though. So that's great. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that it's a great way for you to try out different bands and to try out different instructors like that was it. We're all together. So like, you know, I don't know. It might be a little challenge of mine 
to see if I can get through all of these classes. Ooh, that's a lot. I can't do it this weekend right. because I'm already exhausted. I don't think anybody should do these in one weekend. That no. doesn't seem healthy. But I think it might yeah. be a fun little thing to see if I can, you know, check off for the rest of the year. I think kind of mix them in here and there. Yeah, be totally. Fun. And it was a big enough deal that uh, Rolling Stone reported on it. So they did. Um, that's that that in and of itself is interesting that, you know, that they've reached a, a place uh, in the music world or they used to get sued and now it's, you know, and now it's just you know the one you know arguably the biggest music publication that's out there is is covering what they do and they've covered it on multiple occasions yeah this is just the latest absolutely yeah well i say congrats to peloton i'm glad that you guys keep uh, changing things up it would be boring if you did the same thing every year yeah i will also say i will miss having all the instructors on stage at the same time it and was it, pretty cool and pretty special. And it doesn't mean that that won't come back at some point. Also true. We don't know. We don't know. So one other thing that I think is pretty cool, though, is they have an official playlist for the weekend. So oh, I, okay. it's, it takes all of those artists and puts it together in one ginormous uh, playlist, which you can go to Spotify and get or you can find it on Peloton's blog. Or if you sign up for our newsletter, you'll get a link to it in the in the email blast. Always get all the links sent right to you. Yeah. Peloton Artist Collaboration. Not technically an artist collaboration, but close enough. We can't make a sweeper for everything. Uh, The Champions Collection uh, is going to feature Allison Felix. Yeah, so she curated uh, several classes, and that's kind of their new thing that they're doing with all these these champions. What they're they're having the champion themselves work together with one of the instructors to put a list of classes together so you can train like Allison Felix. Yeah. Uh, she's got, she's 35. We've got her life motto, which is a quote from Steve Prefontaine. 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 He's a famous runner. Thank you. Uh, to give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. And she loves hype music, anything upbeat. So she's got Kendrick, Beyonce, Missy, and Jay-Z. Also, she says, did you know... That Allison serves as a member of the Right to Play Board, which is raising awareness for underserved children in developing regions. Oh, that's nice. So that's pretty awesome. And in case anybody is wondering how I knew that Steve... I was. Prefontaine... Thought you got tired of me not researching. ...is a famous runner, it's because they made two movies about him that came out almost at the exact same time. So, oh. Oh. so because there that? were movies I know about them. Gotcha. That's so it was why. pop culture, therefore you know. Got Correct. it. Correct. Yes. Well, I think it's pretty cool. And you can go find all those collections if you go to your collections tab on your bike or on your, um, what is it called? It's an app. That's what it's called. Ah. And uh, if you go to collections, then you can find it there. Pretty neat. Awesome. In case you missed it. And finally... Maddie is doing uh, the strength stacks for the month of July. He is. And he went live uh, today, which is the 30th, with uh, Adrian Williams. And they talked through what it's going to look like. So oh. that's pretty cool. And I'm not going to ruin it. Okay. Uh, so you're just going to have to wait. All I will tell you is it's four days of work and three days of rest. So Maddie's got a lot planned. Get ready to work hard. You do the work. I'll do the rest. Just like with the podcast. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Tracy Patman. Hello. Hi. Hi. How y'all doing? Good. Good. AKA Batman. Yes. She's coming to us live from the Pat Cave. 
Yes, the Pat Cave, as you can see in the background. Uh, so, Tracy, I like to always kind of start with people's background, how they came across Peloton, like for the first time, and how you decided Peloton was like the thing for you. How did that happen? Okay, so in 2017, I was actually working on competition for bodybuilding. And in May-ish of 2017, my dad got sick. And so I had to sort of abandon the, the competition idea. And I was still kind of hitting the gym once in a while. I was, really did not like cardio at all. I'd never found cardio that I liked except spin classes. And after my dad passed, I was sitting in the living room one day and I kept seeing these commercials for this thing called Peloton. And literally, honestly, I would go to my computer and I'd go to the Peloton page and I would stick the bike in the cart and then I would <laughs> leave my computer. And the, that went on for weeks. I was putting the bike in the cart, I was taking the bike out of the cart. <laughs> and then one day I finally said, I need to get this bike. And so I ordered it. And like seven days later, it arrived at my door. They came in, they set it up, they showed me how to work it. And then I rode like three days that first week and then through March. So this was November of 2017. And then through March of the next year, I only rode it 18 more times. And I was getting to this place where I was like, what the heck did I do? Why did I buy this? It's going to turn into one of those expensive clothes racks. Mm -hmm. And I happened upon a discussion about Jen Sherman in the OPP, the OPP, <laughs> you know, and I, I would say it's the only thing good that came out of the OPP for me was someone suggested that I go take some rides with Jen Sherman and, and join the JSS tribe. So I did. And they were currently doing one of their challenges, which back then in 2018, they did lots of challenges. And it was, I got on the tail end of this challenge and another one started up in June. So June was Father's Day and Jen had a live ride on Father's Day. And I got on the ride and she was talking about her dad while she played Zach Brown Band's My Old Man. Mm -hmm. And I just lost it. And that's when I realized that I had found my people and I had found the thing that was going to help me through all the troubles in my life. So during that same time in that period, right after my dad passed, I found out he wasn't my biological father, which was not a big shock to me, honestly, because okay. I was my hair is dyed now. But you can see I have really dark eyes. Generally speaking, my skin is dark. My hair is dark. My sisters were toe-headed blondes. My brother was a toe-headed blonde. And when we moved to Mississippi in 1965, the neighbors would ask my parents where I came from. <laughs> and they would say I was the milkman's daughter. Mm -hmm. And little did I know then how close to the truth that was. So this came out right around the time I got my Peloton. But I learned of this in 2018 and learned I had six other siblings that had been looking for me for their whole life. Wow. Whoa. And it was just mind-blowing, but the bike was where I went to sort of ride it all out. And after that, it was over. I mean, I was riding every day, every day, sometimes a couple times a day. And that was the changer for me was really, it was Jen Sherman, her tribe, and back when she was still part of it, and you could talk to her. And the people I met there, it's, it's really hard to describe to people who don't understand how much you find in the community of Peloton. And it's why I'm still here today, a uh, little past 1,500. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Everything you could have said, I would have never guessed that in a million years. Like that, what a connection that you made. I mean, such a 
emotional time, but what a way to make a connection with the community. Now, did you share what was going on in your life or did you just bask I did. That after that ride, mm-hmm. I took to JSS Tribe and this was really at the time. I was part of Dennis Menaces too, but it was different. In Jen's tribe, there were so many people sharing their various stories, the happy, the sad, the struggles, the achievements. And I just decided that it was time to share what I had learned. It was overwhelmingly supportive. And people were messaging me in instant messenger and telling me about how they had similar stories. Well, I found this out or I found my adoptive family. And it sort of gave me a, you know, I've always been a positive person anyway, So I used that as sort of a springboard to continue to share positive outcomes from even struggles that you have in life. And that's led to Punk Rob, which you're probably familiar with. Very much. Um, I write every Thursday in his group some sort of post about some sort of theme that usually ends up with some sort of motivation. And then every two weeks in Mileage Maniacs, I pick a weird some theme. And that's why I said I'm going to use the Adidas theme this time. Um, (laughs) But I make playlists. And sometimes these playlists can be between four to 10 hours long. I spend several days coming up with a list of music that I think will appeal to people with a particular theme. And then I write about why I picked that particular music. And so it's led me to other groups where I've really found honest, genuine friendship. Ultimately, after writing with Jen for that whole year, There was a small group of us that teamed up together. We called ourselves the Milestone Maniacs, and there's five of us. We were all on the same milestone during the Summer of Spin Challenge, and we decided that we would always write our milestones together, and we would put these little goofy graphics together, and we would all have a different number. So there's a girl in the group. Her name is Miriam Pfeffer, and her leaderboard name is Pfeffer. You may have heard of her, but she would always do the weirdest thing. So like her zero was a toilet seat, seriously. (laughs) And we would then conglomerate this together and we posted in the tribe. And then I decided that in March of the next year, which was 2019, it was time to go to the studio. And there were two groups I was in, JSS Tribe and Pelo Mellows. And the Pelomellos all decided they were going to have a meetup. So we took the first row and part of the second row to all meet up. And it's total strangers. And two of them stayed in my room. People were like, what are you doing? You're going to New York. You're meeting strangers. I'm like, they're really not strangers. I've just never seen them before in real life. But years later, still now, almost three years later, from when I first met them online, they're still a constant in my life, always, especially that little core group of the Milestone Maniacs. Um, So many stories. I could talk about that forever, but it's still the bike is my therapy. It's helped me through the loss of my dad. And when I was riding that ride, I thought about how proud my dad would have been of me to continue my fitness journey, despite the challenges, because he battled diabetes and the way he battled it was with exercise. And every time I'd get on the bike there for the while, I know he'd be proud of me right now. So it kept me on the bike. And then I lost my mom this past January, my favorite cat. Everything that happens, the bike makes it better. Tonal too, to some extent, but the bike just, it lets you lose yourself, whether it's a playlist or an instructor that's saying all the right things, you just can get lost in it. And it's wonderful. Yeah, you're right. That's something that I feel like the rhythm The music and the instructors, that's where Peloton really shines because you can't lose yourself when you're doing a strength workout. It's just different. It's just different. And so. Correct. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. What a journey you've had. Yeah, it's been quite a journey. Yeah. But Peloton's been there for me every day when maybe others, especially through the pandemic too. Oh, for sure. 
I'd have gone absolutely stark raving mad if I hadn't had my Peloton on my toe. There's no doubt to be able to work out. Yeah, I would agree. The one thing that fixes everything. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Uh, So I understand that you have a fascinating career path. So tell us what you do today and how you got there. Okay. So today I am working in private industry with Hewlett Packard Enterprise. They derive from Hewlett Packard. Everybody knows about the computers. So I am actually a cloud security architect. And so basically what I do on the daily is I help teams who are building applications or services in the cloud to make them more secure, to make sure that they can't get attacked or have a denial of service cause. And the Gens men were saying, well, how do I do, how do I prevent ransomware? And one guy kept asking so many questions. We decided that he must trying to find a way to do ransomware. So I stopped talking <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then we changed the subject. So I've been on this career path for almost eight years. So if you do the math, I started that when I was 50. And before that, I worked for the federal government. And I started my federal government career as a student the summer after my freshman year in college. I was actually babysitting for a man who worked for an agency called the Naval Oceanographic Office. And it's located at Stennis Space Center, which is right here in South Mississippi. And he came home one day while I was babysitting his daughter. And he goes, hey, we have this job. We think you might be interested. Are you interested to come and work, interested in coming to work for Navotion? I was like, well, yeah, I think that would be pretty awesome because I was studying geology at the time and computer science. And I figured it was a really good place to get some experience because I was going to go off and be a petroleum geologist. That's what I was going to do. So I started working for them. If you're going to go to work for the Navy, you have to say it's a good place to get your feet wet. <laughs> I, I was looking for those words. Thank right. you. I couldn't find them. But right. It was a good place to get my feet wet. That's exactly what I was thinking. Thank you, Tom. Because, see, sometimes you need more than one brain when you're talking. So I started out there and I started traveling on oceanographic survey ships. And we would go out for 30 days at a time, survey in the bottom of the ocean, the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, and from ports like Rio, Brazil, Recife, Brazil. I was in Abidjan, Ivory Coast once, in Dakar, Senegal, in Guam, and multiple other places. The Barbados was probably the best port of call I've ever had. But we would survey for 30 days. So you're literally out there for 30 days. And this was before there was email or anything. So you have no contact at all. And I was 19. My very first trip I took, I was 19. Wow. And I was also the only woman on board. I was going to say, like, I would think that that's probably leaning male. (laughs) It was pretty much. Yeah. So it was very interesting. I'll say that. And you had to find a balance between being friendly and nice and not giving them the wrong idea. Mm -hmm. Sure. Because, you know, there are a whole bunch of 19 year old sailors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, what was on their mind, I they were do. wearing Adidas shirts, for yeah. God's sake. <laughs> <You know>? so, <laughs> um, so I did a lot of that. And so what we were doing, so the Jens men said, what was the purpose of these surveys? Said, well, so now that it's sort of declassified, what we used to do was anti-submarine warfare. So what we would discover in the ocean bottom were places where likelihood that a submarine could hide undetected. Or where one of our adversary subs might hide undetected. So that's what I did for the first several years of my career. And then as we moved from mainframes to workstations, to computers, to even smaller computers, I had bosses that were like, we don't know what to do with these things. So Tracy, why don't you go figure it out? It's like that cereal commercial. Give it to Mikey. Mikey likes everything. (laughs) So it was give it to Tracy. She'll figure it out. And I did. And in the process of that, I weaved my way into security, computer security, 
And then in the last three years of my career, I had transferred from Navy to NASA and I was doing computer stuff for NASA. And it was um, an interesting kind of a full circle because the whole reason we were in Mississippi to begin with is because my dad worked for NASA in the early 60s. <laughs> oh, my God. So, wow. And I know that was one of his proudest moments was when I worked for NASA. Aww. Because despite the fact that he may not have been me biologically, he was my daddy and he always will be. Of course. So there were all these little signs that were connections that were just undeniable. And so I retired with an early retirement at the age of 50 in October of 2013. And two months later, I went to work in this industry doing application and cloud security. Wow. And wow. Yeah, it's been a crazy. So and all of that, what happened to petroleum geology, right? Yeah. Well, about 1985. So when I was working as a student, I worked every other semester. So it took me a little longer to get out of school. Sure. And Around 1985, we had that first real oil glut. So there was lots of oil and there were lots of people getting laid off because there was so much oil, nobody was really searching for it. So there was lots of production, but nobody was really looking for more. So they didn't really need all these petroleum geologists. So they laid them all off. And in the industry, there was this huge glut. And I knew I would never get a job in petroleum geology as starting out in my career because there were so many unemployed petroleum geologists. And I just decided, well, I've got this government gig here. I'll just stay here. And that's what I did. So I had 31 years in when I retired. Wow. Wow. At 50. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty sweet if you can make it that long. Yeah. You get yeah. So I have a pension. Yeah, you're right. Plus, I'm making this really nice other gig. So it affords us to be able to do the fun things like take big trips and, you know, just do fun stuff. How did you guys or, get on the subject of cryptocurrency then in the middle of all that? I don't know, actually. They just started asking me about Bitcoin. And I said, you know, I don't really know anything about that. But there, it, oh, it's because of the ransomware. Okay. Because that's how oh, you, so when they that's started how you talking about off. ransomware, oh, yeah. the only way that the ransomware hackers will take payment is through Bitcoin or some other cryptocurrency because you can't track it. Okay. That makes right? sense. Yeah. Okay. And so I don't remember who was asking me the in-depth questions about it all, but that's what like somebody said. I think it was Howie said, I think we need to stop this conversation because we think he's trying to figure out how he can like get ransomware and get some money. <laughs> so, and then they asked me something about what I used to do. And it was one of those areas that I still can't talk about because mm -hmm. you sign an agreement that anything that was secret, you can't talk about for 75 years, 75 years. So really basically till you die, wow, you can't talk about it. And somebody asked me a question. I said, you know, I can't tell you that because I'd have to kill you. <laughs> you know, it's the classic line. I had to do it. I don't blame you. That was great. I would have thought that that came after you guys started talking about chainsaws. Now, I just have to explain to the audience when we keep saying you guys and who you were talking to, because the audience doesn't know how we became connected. And that is you originally were a mystery guest for the Jen's Men tribe. And I was sent messages saying you have to interview Tracy. Like she's absolutely fascinating. That was after you were a mystery guest for the Jen's Men. So that's where this conversation started. That's how we became connected. Now, at that point, though, I need to hear about these chainsaws because I hear that you guys have a lot of chainsaws. There's not just one five. in there. Five. Yeah. Why? Why? Five. Why? Isn't a chainsaw okay. a chainsaw? Are you starting a jackal tribute band? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can promise you, and I think I mentioned this in the thing I filled out when I sent in my meeting request, that I promise I'm not psycho. <laughs> you know, it's not one of those That's things where I'm going to don a Jason say. mask and go out with my chainsaw and scare people. But- before we lived where we live now, 
we had a place on the water and Hurricane Katrina came and took that house. And so we didn't have to do any cleanup. So we moved up off the water to this piece of property that I'm actually looking out over right now. It's five acres and it's mostly wooded. We have about an acre of yard and the rest of it is wooded. And we have nature trails cut through all of the woods. And I have wildlife cams out there so we can see what wanders through our property, like the bobcat and the deer and all the other things that wander through. A creepy neighbor. But we're a, a, <laughs> what's that? A creepy neighbor. Creepy neighbor or the yeah. creepy neighbor's children. Yeah. Yes, we've had a bit of that. And my neighbor, when he's had a little bit of tequila, he's going to get him a Bigfoot outfit and he's going to go <laughs> wander around my property. But he'll have to be careful because I might be out there with my chainsaw. Yeah. Oh, like that's... <laughs> But, Whoops. but so we're constantly under threat here with hurricanes because I live right four miles off the water. Less oh, than that. If wow. you just look right across the road, the bay backs up. The swamp of the bay backs up about two miles from here. Whoa. So last year, well, so what we did initially, we bought a chainsaw to have handy in case anything ever happened because we have a driveway that runs through the woods. It's the only in and out that we have for our property. So if we ever had trees fall, we'd need to be able to cut either to come back home or to leave. Okay. And so we had this one chainsaw and it was a 20 inch blade gas chainsaw, but for little jobs around the property, when you get a tree limb to fall and you maybe you want to cut up the wood, I had a, a little electric chainsaw and I had two of them, one with a short blade, one with a long blade. And then sometimes you get a limb that's like hanging at a height that you can't reach. And so I have a pole chainsaw so that all three of those are electric. And so you can't take those around very far. Right. And then recently, because I saw it on the Lowe's webpage, they now have battery operated chainsaws that have a lot of power. So after Zeta, we took a direct hit from Zeta. Oh my gosh. And right before Zeta, about two weeks before Zeta, I tore my ACL. And so... <laughs> After Zeta, there's at least five trees across our driveway. So I go out to the garage and I put the gas in and the oil mix and everything. And I go out and I chop up all those trees. And I was up on the ladder trimming this one. And this gas powered chainsaw is just super heavy. And I'm up there and I'm cutting. And the next thing I know, I lose my balance and down the chainsaw goes. It's the ground and I pick it up and it still works. But I decided I need something lighter for the basic work. So there's still trees all over the property. I have so much work to do. And I said, I don't want to carry this stupid heavy chainsaw around. So I got the battery operated one and I actually did a dance with my battery operated chainsaw and mileage maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> so... I have this when I join the Zooms for Mileage Maniacs. It's always Tracy Patman, a.k.a. Chainsaw something or other. (laughs) But there's nothing like, and I've heard other women say this, the power that you wield when you're holding a chainsaw and you're cutting something up. And not for any reason other than that. It's just you're doing it. You're not having to depend on anybody else to do it. And I love working in the yard and we have so much of it that I'm constantly out there doing something. This weekend, I built a fire pit. You know, I dug up the dirt. I put down the, the pavers. I did all of that because it's just what I, it's, it's the other therapy, right? And I just bought a chipper shredder. And I promised that I would have no, it's not going to be a sequel of the movie Fargo because people <laughs> were asking me questions. So I'm like, no, I have chainsaws and a chipper shredder because I have so much stuff on my property that still needs to be taken care of post-Hurricane Zeta that it's just, it's too big of a job to pay someone else to do. I mean, it would cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Plus, I get so much satisfaction of going out there and doing it. 
myself. Well, it sounds so, like it's also never ending. It's not like you would pay that once. You would have to. There's always yeah. something falling down that needs to be taken care of. And oh. now I can hook up the chipper shredder to the back of my riding mower and just pull it wherever I need to go. And, and if you ever see a Bigfoot, you can just. You're set. And if I ever see Bigfoot, yeah. <laughs> just or if, in there. you know, some bad dude comes on the property and I have to defend myself, I've got chainsaws <laughs> and a chipper shredder. Now, I have a question. You were telling that story about being on that ladder, and you said you dropped that chainsaw. And I instantly imagine you falling off of the ladder onto the chainsaw. Does the chainsaw turn off when it falls? Yes. Oh, yeah. thank there's God. A, there's a dead man switch. So <laughs> okay. if you let go of it, the it's switch, it down. automatically stops the blade. Like Almost all power okay. tools do that yeah. now. Oh, I just, I, the mom in me was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well... There is a story of me almost coming off the ladder just a few weeks ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was cutting a limb. I was on the ladder. I positioned this extension ladder, and I was up there with a battery-operated chainsaw. I just miscalculated the angle. So I thought that the limb, because it was so long, it would the front end of it would just fall, and then it would tip that way. Well, when it came down, it came back towards me. It tapped the chain, the chat tapped the ladder, and so I grabbed the tree. Oh, no. And... The other chainsaw falls to the ground and I'm like, the ladder's still partially on the tree, but it's leaning. So I had to be really careful and my husband would have died because, you know, I'm still recovering from ACL surgery oh, and I'm geez. about to fall out of a tree. Oh, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like you shouldn't call it a dead man switch. <laughs> if it's Probably not. If it's your probably chainsaw. Like, yeah, probably not. No, have that's probably that. not. A, no. Okay, that's a well, good you, point. You're Very good point. Congrats Tom. on not disabling it. My grandfather. Uh, so my grandfather. This they, story. So when they first came out with the lawnmowers where you had to hold the bar down to make them operate, like that was a yep. new thing, you know? And my grandma was like, well, I'm going to get this to you because you're always like pulling the chunks of grass that are stuck because it was real thick and wet and, uh, you know. And so she goes out and she buys them this, at the time, fancy, expensive lawnmower with the handle grip, right? So when you let go, it turns off. Yeah. And the first thing he's like, I don't need that damn thing. And he takes a rag and he ties it around (laughs) the thing. So when you let go, it won't release it. And then he's had it for like a month or two and uh, some grass gets stuck by the blower part and he puts his hand up there to take off, took off three fingers. Just oh my God! Sent him flying across the lawn, so she's got to run Hello. out. And put them in. It could have been you, Tracy. Yeah, you got to put them in. You got to put them in milk, in case you were wondering. You don't yep. put them in ice. Yep. That's right. And uh, in case that ever happens to you, but or someone you know, but uh, but yeah. So he took off three fingers that way. So that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I have no, worse I, stories, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have any tool that doesn't cut off when I lose. Can, even the the riding mower, if you stand up or you fall out. The seat has a spring. Oh, and as oh, soon as you lift up, it cuts the mower off. That's oh. got to be that's got to be problematic though. Like if you're kind of gassy, <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Or if you just need to turn and you're yeah. reaching for something and you yeah. it starts to stall and things then are riding like, up oh, crap, on you. I got it. Yeah, now, you could just tape that down like your grandfather would yeah. do, and then you wouldn't have to worry about the it. The seat if you or fall the... off and it keeps going. <laughs> what are we yeah, you're you're in trouble. What are we taping down? <laughs> Well, on that note, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you have time for all this, though, yeah. because you mentioned you're writing a book. Lady, when yeah. do you have time for this? Well, and what is the book I about? <laughs> I don't have children, so still I don't have those to tend to. But I've, I'm actually it's a poetry book. 
Okay. So most of it was written in the last 20 years. Okay. I actually started the process of publication 14 years ago. I bought a publishing package and I never used it. I was afraid. Okay. I was afraid to put it out there. And so in the process of writing in Punk Rob, I will occasionally throw one of my poems in. And then all these people are saying, oh, my God, this is great. You should publish it. It's not like poet laureate stuff. It's not like fancy, but it speaks to people. And so I actually was in tonal one day and there was a challenge in March called the Great Glutes Challenge. Mm -hmm. And I decided to join the challenge. And there was a girl in there. Her name is Jacqueline Menzo, and she's also a Peloton writer. And she was commenting or something. And I went to look at her profile and she had a website and it had a website about publishing. And she offered a class on self-publishing because she had navigated the whole process herself. So I set up an appointment with her, told her what I wanted to do. And I decided at that moment to start the publishing process. So right now I have five of my friends, several of them from Peloton are currently reading the first draft in Word and giving me feedback. And it's been sort of like letting your child go, but still being afraid that your child's going to get hurt out there or somebody's going to be mean to it. Mm -hmm. It's really hard because you've poured all yourself into this. And, but then I came to the conclusion that it doesn't matter if other people don't like it. I just want to make sure I get it done because it was something I promised myself I would do. So I actually have enough for a second book. Once I do this one, I will publish the second one, but it's another outlet, a creative outlet for me. You're, and I've been writing awesome. since 82-ish, but I lost my first volume in Katrina. Oh, you are a phenomenal person. My goodness. Well, thank you. I never think of myself that way. And I'm always amazed when someone says I'm amazing because I don't look at myself that way. I'm just doing what I do. Well, you know, it's amazing. Being me. <laughs> well, you're amazing. That's and, why. And here's something to keep in perspective. If enough people see it, somebody won't like it. Mm -hmm. Like that's, yeah. that's, right. that's, that's the, so true. That's the first thing we learned. <laughs> Tom already knew that, but yeah. I, I still learn it daily. <laughs> I can't. I can imagine because there are some what I've learned and my whole thing with Facebook and Instagram is to always be a force for good or positive. Mm hmm. And what I've learned is it doesn't matter what you put out there. Someone's going to find something wrong with it because that's all they want. That's yeah. their whole goal in life yes. is to find something bad to say. Yes. And I feel bad for people like that. I do too. But it's also exhausting because you want to put that out there as positive, right? Like you just said. Yeah. And so you try to do something positive and then people like question it or they tear it down or they think that you're silly or they just give you bad feedback. And it's like, yeah, it's not meant for that. Like I don't need your feedback. And so... You have to just ignore it, honestly. It's just like, well, I'm not for everyone. I know that. <laughs> and I've seen people post that and I'm like that. You know, it's like, okay, I'm different and you don't like that kind of different. That's okay with me. That's right. You know? Yeah. I wasn't meant to be in your world or you weren't meant to be in mine. Exactly. The way I look at it. So, yeah, the whole poetry thing is just, you know, once I decided to publish it and one of the first things during the class that you do is to make an announcement that you're doing it. Oh, wow. And I got so much feedback, good feedback from people that I was finally doing it because I also have a blog that I started right after Katrina because it was my way of dealing with the whole trauma of Katrina because sure. it was extremely traumatic. And through writing with Punk Rob, I hadn't written on my blog since 2018. I started writing again. So it's all given me some confidence to go back to doing what I know I love to do. I just had stopped. Yeah. For well, who knows why. I, I mean, depression, maybe. 
Yeah. Because there's that. There is. Or you have a lot of other things going on. Yeah. <laughs> but, but maybe well, you... Well, I mean, I work at home, so I roll out of bed and I go... I'm Literally, I'm still in my pajamas most of the day working. And then sometimes if I have a break in the afternoon, I'll get my workouts in. So I'll go up to my loft where my Peloton and my Tonal are and I get my workout in. I come back and finish work and then I have time. But what I've had to do with the creative process is you have to work on it every day. You know, everybody says, well, I'm not feeling creative today. Well, you do it anyway. You try. You try to write something. You try to do something. And that was something I wasn't doing every, you know, a lot of adults say, well, I lost my creativity when I became an adult. And no, we just stopped making time for it. And so I started making time for everything again. And I think maybe losing both my parents, both my in-laws and looking back at their lives and the amazing things they did was that I want somebody to remember something good, right? And maybe it's the book that's going to be, oh, I knew her when she wrote this. Or they just get something, they read one of the poems and it makes them smile and it makes them feel better about something that's going on in their life. Because one of my people that just finished doing the editing thanked me because he said his son has had depression for a really long time, but he never could quite understand it because he didn't experience. He said, but by reading some of my poetry, he was really able to better understand what goes through a depressed person's head and where they are at any given time. And I wasn't expecting that, but that's the kind of thing I'm hoping that people will get out of it. You know, me leave a mark that if I can influence even one person where their life is better because I was there, that's what my purpose here is on earth. Wow. You've inspired me. So, well, y'all do that every day (laughs) or every week. No, (laughs) (laughs) you have children, so you have children, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't pay attention to it. No, they're teenagers, but they don't pay any attention to what we do. (laughs) Yeah, they are completely normal, though, right? (laughs) They are completely disinterested. Yeah, they're like, well, see, I have my husband is retired, he's a meteorologist, he's a retired meteorologist, oceanographer. So, I have my built in weatherman out there, and he's got this entire setup. So, anytime a storm is coming, and he has a Facebook group where he shares his thoughts about the storms when they're coming, because there's a lot of people here that will wait for him to provide feedback before they'll do anything. Yeah. And they'll say, do we need to evacuate? We say, yes, everybody goes. Then I have my cats. Aww. And how many cats? Those are. I have five now. I had six. We just lost our favorite in April. It's just been really hard. I tell people he was like the embodiment of joy in the body of a cat. Aww. Anytime he walked in a room, he was just a happy being, right? And when that light left, it was just really hard. It's harder than losing my parents, which is kind of a weird thing to say. People probably will judge me for that. I don't really care. They're our children. So I have a a fair amount of free time. Now, the reason I've been able to do so much this weekend, because I took Friday off and then today is a holiday. So I built my fire pit. It's something I've been trying to build for six months. So it's not like I always have time, but I have ideas And then, so what I do now is I pick one thing that every weekend I'm going to make sure I get done. That's a household type thing, whether it's outside or inside. I pick one creative thing that's part of my creative process that I will do. And sometimes that might be putting together a jigsaw puzzle just to keep me going. And then relaxation is always on the list, always, because I know people that never relax and, you know, you just need to put it on your to-do list because it should be relaxing. Absolutely. But honestly, when Fred reached out to me and said he was referring me to you guys, I was like, what did I do? I mean, he's just like, okay, I'll do it. That sounds fun. Well, 
I mean, you have a lot to share. You There's, do. I mean, just absolutely fascinating. Your life is fascinating. All the things well, you're telling you. And you're <laughs> very good at explaining stories. Like, I can't put a story together very well. I don't think about... I'm terrible at explaining things, you know? Like, I kind of just jump to the point instead of giving the background. And you very naturally weave that background in. And so, so don't sell yourself short. That's not something that everybody can do. So... Thank it's you. Gift. It's a gift. So uh, what is your leaderboard name? My leaderboard name is YB Blue. So it's <laughs> Y, the letter Y, capital B, capital B, L-U-E, and lowercase. So that wasn't always my leaderboard name. So when I started with my Peloton, I had no idea what to make of a leaderboard name. So I just picked my name and my last initial of my last name, my first initial last name in the year of my birth. And I was Tracy P63 for a year or at least. And I was like listening to instructors and they're always talking about catchy leaderboard names. And those are more likely the ones that people will see just randomly get call outs, you know, and I love getting a shout out. I will not lie. (laughs) You know, I live for that shout out. And then I always cry afterwards. It's just weird. But (laughs) so I got to thinking I need to do something with my leaderboard name. So before I went to the studio, so it was March of 2019 the end of March, 2019, I was writing 450. Several of us were writing 450 and others had different ones, but I was like, I got to do something different because I can't go to the studio with Tracy P63 because that's just like, that doesn't even flow. It's hard to even say. And so- it rhymed? Yeah, it does rhyme. It, it, it does rhyme. I would have been Geeky Girl 63, but that was already taken, <laughs> oddly enough. I believe it. So in 2003, I bought a yellow Ford Escape you know, it was an SUV. I wanted a Toyota, but at the time, my paycheck wouldn't allow me to buy the Toyota because it was like twice the money. So I bought this yellow Ford Escape. It sort of was the embodiment of my sunny disposition. And so I was thinking, well, I want to get me a, a vanity plate. What should I put on it? So I started thinking about what the sunny disposition means to me. And I said, it means why be blue when you can be happy? And so when I was thinking about changing my leaderboard name, it suddenly came to me. It's YB Blue. It needs to be YB Blue because it means it's everything about who I am. I love that. That sunny disposition. So that's how it came to be. And so then I rode with Jen Sherman for my 450th ride in studio with all of my friends. And I've got a picture I'm going to send you of she's looking over at me with her smile on her face. And I got my hands up (laughs) where she has just called my name for my, she had gone the whole front row. All of us had milestones that day. And then afterwards, did you ever hear about the JSS showroom showdown? Yes, I was part of that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I had the trophies shipped to one of the mass holes. Yeah. (laughs) Because they won. Yeah. And so I ordered these trophies and I had them shipped and we presented them that day. And there was a member from each of the top three teams there. And with Jen, we presented the trophies. And then we talked with Jen afterwards, and she was just such a genuine person. And she told Callie, she goes, Callie, how did you meet someone with an accent like that? (laughs) And, And we talked about how we met through the tribe, how we wrote our milestones together. And she just thought that was amazing that you could get people from these disparate parts of the country that just suddenly just decide to go to New York and ride a bike together when they have one of those at home. That's yep. what everybody said. Why are you going to New York to ride a bike you have at home? Like, because that's what you do. It's, it's special. <laughs> so it, it was. And that was such a special weekend. And I can't wait to go back. I was supposed to ride a thousand in a showroom in Birmingham and the pandemic shut that down. So had to ride at home. 
and then 1500, I was going to do the same thing, but they're still not widely open. So, but yeah, so Jen has been my first love as an instructor from the beginning, ever since that ride on Father's Day. But over time, I've come to love a lot of the others. So CDE and Allie and Jen are my three go-tos for the different types of motivation they provide. But Jen's rides, her football rides, the sing-alongs, it's hard not to love them. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's just, I love everything about Peloton. I know people around me sometimes are tired of hearing it, but I went (laughs) to a graduation party this weekend and their older son walked up to me and goes, I had a Peloton shirt on, of course, because it's pretty much all I wear. He asked me about it and he goes, I've been thinking about it. He said, is it worth it? So I told him everything about it and all the things with the app. And I told him how my whole journey. And I said, look, I said, if you think you're not sure, get the app for free for 30 days, try it out. Just come to my house and try my bike out and you'll love it. Yeah. It may take you a few tries before you love it. And I know that that's one of the questions that you had given me in my list was, what would I tell a newbie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And since we're kind of talking about that right now, what I would tell any newbie to the bike is to don't give up in the first few months if you think you don't like it, because you're going to meet someone or you're going to find a group within Peloton that changes your whole mindset, or you're going to find the right instructor that changes your whole mindset about getting on the bike. And then you will never look back after that. Never. Well said and absolutely true. Absolutely true. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. I don't know if we count as relaxation or creativity or I don't know know where we land on the list. We're fun. We're going to chalk it up as fun. I'm a little little scared to know. This is going to be the highlight of my whole weekend. (laughs) Better than a fire pit? You're going to get a lot more usage out of that fire pit than you are out of us. That's true. We'll probably try the fire pit out tonight. We'll sit out and watch the fireflies and look at the stars. So that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I wish we had a backyard. We could do that. Yeah, our backyard is pretty tiny. It's very tiny. (laughs) So y'all are welcome to come down here and visit anytime. Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. If you're ever in St. Louis, I hope you drop in. Let me know. Let me know. (laughs) I will. I'll definitely let you know. That would be awesome. I haven't been to St. Louis since I was little, like five. Yeah, you're not missing. There's not much. Not much has changed. We still got the arch thing. The arch is still there. Yeah, Yeah. that's kind of all we got. (laughs) So before we let you go, where can people find you if you would like to be found? Okay, so you can find me on Facebook as Tracy Middlestead Patman, on Instagram as GeekyGirl63, and on Twitter, God only knows what my name is on Twitter. I don't even remember, but I only use it for the entertainment values, so I'm not likely going to get friends with people on Twitter. But Facebook and Instagram are pretty much all I do. I will be publishing a website for my poetry book soon, and I'll make that available on both on my Instagram and my Facebook. Wonderful. So that people can go read about it. So I've just started building the website and I'm still coming up with what the name of the book is going to be. But then there will be a place where you can go to read about my progress. You know, what state is it in? I'll occasionally have a poem on that page. I have one on there now about this old dirt road we used to go down way back in the day. And so I'll just be rotating the poem. And like I said, I'll publish that too. I'll let you know when that website is done. Yeah, please, because I'd love to share it. it. Yeah, I'd love to share it in the group so everybody can watch your journey along with us. That would be great. And I also have pictures for you, which I will send later. I can't wait. I love the pictures. I love all the stories. You have great ones. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I loved it. And thank you for and I will thank the Jens men for the opportunity as well, because it's just been such a wonderful opportunity. Thank you. 
So I guess uh, that brings this episode to a close. Um, until next week, where can people find you? People can find me at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, on the bike and the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there like the page join the group uh check us out on youtube youtube.com slash the clip out is just a different way to enjoy the show you can actually see us and you can sign up for our newsletter at the so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time keep pedaling and running 